Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Fitz. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. All right, Brittany, we are here today to talk about something very exciting, a word that you are hearing all the time in the news, but hopefully makes you happy when you hear it. Vaccines. And specifically, a couple weeks ago, we had a huge vaccination event for all of our transit workers and frontline staff. And Brittany, you actually attended. So tell me what it was like being out there. Well, Maddie, it was amazing and elating. And it was just amazing to see all of these transit workers, you know, being on time and ready to go to get their vaccine so they could continue to serve our communities in a safer fashion. It is honestly the hottest ticket in town right now to get a vaccine. As we know, it opened up to 16 and older, so coming by those appointments is even harder to get right now. So big shout out to Maricopa County Health Department for prioritizing transit employees to get the vaccine so that we could make sure that we're continuing to serve our communities and do it in a safe fashion because it's another line of defense and another safety measure that Valley Metro can take to protect not only those employees, but obviously all of the riders that are taking Valley Metro too. It was so quick too, Maddie. They had it down pat. It was amazing. The system that they were running through, people are saying that at State Farm Stadium, it can take two to three hours. And at this special event that we had for transit employees, they were in and out within 35 minutes. Wow, those are some impressive times. But as you alluded to before, for transit, we need to be on time, right? We need to be fast and efficient. So that's how we're used to operating. So I'm not surprised. But yes, it was so gratifying to see that this finally happened. The response was so great. And we had you know, more than 3,000 people out there over that three-day weekend event. So it's really great just to see we were able to get so many people in. And I know this is something that our leadership has been really advocating for since we found out that there was a COVID vaccine. So it was great that it really paid off and we were able to host this event and get so many of our people in there. When I was out at the event, Maddie, obviously we have tons of leadership. We have volunteers from different agencies out there showing support for people who are there to get the vaccine. So you're looking at Maricopa County Health Department, Phoenix Union High School District, Albertsons and Safeway, big contributors. And when I was out there, I actually ran into one special person. My name is Lynn McLean. I'm the general manager for First Transit in the East Valley. And I'm just excited about the entire vaccination that was put together for all the transit employees and got us prioritized a little bit because we are essential frontline workers. Lynn, you were out at the event. You got to take part in this three-day vaccination event for transit workers. Can you tell us about your experience while you were out there? Well, I'll tell you, I was very surprised when I got out there. Uh, it was so incredibly organized. It ran smoothly, uh, even though this was only the third, uh, I think, clinic, basically, that, that they had held at the school. It was a perfect layout, and people were getting in and getting out uh, in 35 minutes or so from the time that they started. It was amazing to see how all of those different people made everything happen the way it did. I just want to thank Maricopa County Department of Health for prioritizing the transit workers. I also want to thank uh, the community partners, the Phoenix Union High School District that put this on, Albertson Safeway, 
and of course, every single volunteer that was out there that made this thing such a success. And Lynn, you told me that you did something really special on that day. What did you do? Well, I was out there for about four and a half, five hours. And again, go back to the volunteers. I actually walked around. There was probably, I'm going to guess, around 40 to 45 volunteers working at a time. And I personally thanked every single one of them for making it happen because that's how important it was to me to try and get all the transit uh, operators and employees vaccinated when we did because we've all been waiting for it. And it's just, it, to me, it was that important that every one of them deserved a personal thank you from me. Yeah, it was really thrilling to see just how many people came out to support, to acknowledge those that, you know, were taking part in this event and just how, to your point, how smoothly it ran. There were really no hiccups and people got through in a timely manner and it was so well put together that it was easy to do. And again, we were so thankful to be able to be part of this event. Well, I'll tell you that I had my my upper level management out there the whole weekend. I was out there on Friday morning. I had an AGM out there on Friday afternoon. I had people out there on Saturday and Sunday. And a few of them did get vaccinated. Some of them had either have already had their vaccine, but I wanted my staff out there to support all the operators and let them know that we were there to support them. I think that was important. Absolutely. And, you know, you talked about how it was so amazing to see how well run the event was and how there were so many people there. Um, And I know the latest figure that we saw was that like over 3,000 employees were able to get the vaccine during that three-day event. So I was just wondering, what does it mean for your staff, for those employees to receive the vaccine? And um, have you heard any feedback from any of them? Actually, yes, I have heard feedback from a lot of them. And I think the biggest thing I can say is that the ones that were out there that did get vaccinated, it gives them a sense of safety now. They feel uh, that safety is for their families, their fellow colleagues, their passengers, their community, because everybody plays a responsible role in this. You're right. It is about the community and keeping the community safe. And obviously, that vaccination event was a great opportunity for operators to get that priority. And so why was it important for you, for transit employees, to be able to get the vaccine? Well, basically, I think it goes back to the same thing almost that my staff is. I think that I never had a doubt about wanting the vaccine. It was just being able to, how could you get logged in and get scheduled so that you could get the vaccine. And, and we were all just kind of sitting on pins and needles waiting to be for that opportunity to arise. Um, and I'm the same way. I did it and wanted it to make sure my family, my friends, colleagues are safe. The community is safe. Everybody that I, I go to the grocery store, I want to make sure people there are safe. It's just the responsible thing to do. And I think uh, now that everybody is eligible, I encourage everyone to get the vaccine. And even once you do, still keep wearing your mask, keep six feet apart, wash your hands, follow all the CDC guidelines. The, The one fear I have is people will get this and then they'll think they're invincible. And that's not the case. So we have to stay diligent with our uh, procedures that the CDC has set forth to keep everybody safe. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. And I know we are getting closer, hopefully, to the end of the pandemic. So if you could reflect back a little bit, what do you think has been the toughest challenge that you faced in your job since COVID-19 first started about a year ago? Well, I think that the toughest on me personally was the concern of keeping 800 employees safe. That was the number one thing. But I will tell you that before we even had the first confirmed 
COVID-19 case in Maricopa County, we started using a hospital-grade disinfectant to clean the buses. And then once the CDC came out with their approved list, we immediately, I mean, that same day, we switched to a CDC-approved disinfectant to clean the interiors of the buses and do the wipe-downs. So that was a challenge to get that in place as quick as we did, but we did. And the next thing is just that we had to increase our communication, especially from me down to the employees, to ensure that they were fully aware of new updated safety protocols, make sure they were all following safety protocols. We also wanted to give them a clear access to anything that they needed, which would be masks, gloves, hand sanitizer. And back when it first started, nobody really knew what we were dealing with. I mean, this was all new to everybody. And the hand sanitizer issue just became a problem. Um, I was lucky I I got a, a connection to uh, hand sanitizer when you couldn't buy any here in the Valley. And I was able to buy a pallet of 108 gallons of hand sanitizer, which on a couple occasions, we actually loaned some to some of the other transit agencies in the Valley because they didn't have any. So we loaned them some and they all graciously replaced it uh, once it became available again. So I think that's the teamwork within the valley of all of us working together to protect everybody, including um, the communities and our passengers. We had to increase bus cleaning as an example. We had to quickly adapt and incorporate new processes. And because the employee safety and the passenger and community safety became a number one priority over everything. So the change that we had here as an operation is we had to change from like, looking where are we gonna be a week from now, two weeks from now, to it became a day-to-day -day operation. And every single day, it was a different challenge on what we were trying to accomplish to make sure that we kept everybody safe. Over the past year, you've obviously learned from these experiences. Like you said, you've gone from day-to-day -day operations to learning how to deal with the pandemic. What are some things you're gonna carry forward after the pandemic? One is the communication. I became a general manager here in December, well, actually uh, January 1 of 2020. So I kind of just stepped into this. But communication between us and myself and all of my employees, I think, is so important. And we didn't have a choice in this matter because it was, a, it was an actual uh, very high-rated safety issue to make sure that communication was in place. So I think moving forward, that's probably the one thing I'll take away from this to continue more than anything else is communication between me, my staff, the staff to the employees, working with the union, uh, communication there. It's just so important. And again, then it's communication with the community as well. Valley Metro communicating with, with the community on the importance of what they needed to do in order to safely uh, use our service. Nice. That's actually something I love to hear because we work in communications, obviously. Lynn, is there anything else you want to tell us? Well, I just want everyone to know that one thing that was a little disheartening was transit employees kind of got bumped down the list a little bit on priority. And I understand that. I mean, the health department has to do what they have to do, but transit employees are essential frontline workers. I mean, we carry a responsibility to ensure transportation for all the individuals out there to get to work, to get to school, and even more important is medical appointments. We transport people and we're their lifeline. And so getting that prioritized to be able to get those vaccines a little bit ahead before the big rush like this is just so important to everybody. 
A pandemic like this can really bring a lot of organizations together. I feel that First Transit and Valley Metro have worked very closely together this last year because we were all in the same team and we fought it very well together. And we're not done fighting it yet, but I'll tell you that we're getting closer and closer to a victory with it. So as Lynn mentioned, and Brittany too, there were a lot of people out there that day. And we had the chance to hear from a couple of our Valley Metro employees what it was like to finally get this COVID vaccine. My name is Peter Corkery, and I work as an operations communications specialist for Valley Metro. My name is Kenneth Dubow, and I am the manager of transit safety for Valley Metro. I'm usually definitely afraid of shots. I once got scared because a nurse had a shot-shaped pen. This was the first time that I was ready to go and probably the nicest shot I've ever had. For me, it was a relief and it was very nice to see so many familiar faces, both in the bus world and also on the rail side. So it was very nice. I think after this pandemic is done, I'm definitely gonna appreciate the movie theater, seeing friends. It's been a lonely time. I'm excited to see my aunt who lives up in Scottsdale without having to worry about making sure my mask is all on all the time and not being too far away from her. Great to see her and her dog Max again and just have a nice family moment. I had a birthday back in November and my brother had a daughter on my birthday. So there was a level of risk associated with working and being around a newborn. I hadn't gotten a chance to meet my niece, but as of tomorrow, I've cleared to move forward in meeting my infant niece to whom I share a birthday with. So it's very exciting to me. These are just some of the heartwarming stories that we heard from people who were out there getting their vaccines that day. It's so important that people are getting these vaccines so they can continue to serve our communities. But not only that, be in contact with their families. There's a lot of people who haven't been able to be with their families because of the work they do and the essential work that they do. And now with these vaccines, they're gonna be able to do that. So while we had our special transit vaccine event, obviously everyone in Maricopa County over the age of 16 is highly encouraged to get that vaccine so that we can continue to be a healthy community. And if you need that information, we're gonna post it in the show notes with the link to where you can register for your vaccine and get more information about it. We've covered a lot of topics on our Shifting Ears podcast. And if there's anything else you want to know about the agency, email us at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop.